0: Good morning everybody, it's good to be able to share with you this second session on the former and the latter reign together and today we're going to start off with Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 and it says to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And we need to be aware of the times and the seasons. And we spoke last week and we expounded on the former and the latter rain and how it happened in Israel and what that means in the spiritual sense. And how we're going to go on because there's a season coming and that has been chosen by God. And every season that God chooses is marked by supernatural events. Doors open and great favor is released. And all of the seasons of God are given according to purpose, and we need to be very, very aware of it. Seasons are sovereign, and we are going to be moving in to different seasons. We move into seasons in our own lives. We know from climate and from a different year, we all have seasons, different seasons, but it, translates into our own lives and into the life of the spiritual life of the world um, there are seasons now seasons come in the form of opportunities but we need to be able to see and seize the opportunities that come as we have seen through this lockdown We've seen people seize opportunities during the season, and we've watched others not be able to seize the season. So we need to move forward as the church, as the children of the Most High God, as the Beloved, as the Bride of Christ. We need to move in and get ready for the season that is coming. And that is the end time, former and latter reign together in the first months before the harvest that God is going to take the church out, take the bride of Christ out of the earth. And then, of course, enters another season, which we don't want to be here for. So we need to understand that every season is marked by divine favor. And if we can learn to seize it, we will be able to move into divine favor, sovereign pay- favor, supernatural Things that we have not even seen or heard or experienced before. And so we need to learn how to invest in our seasons. Now, what is this end time move? What is the end time former and latter reign together? It's a move of the Holy Spirit. And as we have revelation, we can move with Holy Spirit into this time. We can make room for Holy Spirit to move. And so what we need to do is we need to learn to hear vo- the voice of Holy Spirit. And we know from our scripture last week in Joel chapter 2 that God said he, there is coming a time, there is coming a season where He will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. That means you and me and that season is still now. Then I want us to go to Isaiah chapter 44. And verse 3. And here God is talking, and he says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty, and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants, and my blessing on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass, like willows by the watercourses. And I don't know if any of you have tried to plant a willow tree, but all you need is a stick and a really um, water-filled piece of ground. You put the stick in; it doesn't have any roots, and before long, it has got roots down in, and the tree is growing up. And God says He will make the Spirit to be poured out, and and we and our offspring and our descendants will grow as willows in a watercourse. That's what God wants to do. He wants to pour water on those who are thirsty and floods on the dry ground. And I'm not too sure about you, but I am longing for more of God. I want the rivers. I sometimes feel like having gone through the season, we almost have some days or some times of dry ground. And I want it to be soaked, soaked full of the rain of the Holy Spirit. And what is it? It's an outpouring of the former And the latter rain, it always, rain always speaks of the outpouring of Holy Spirit, the outpouring of purposes of God, the outpouring of supernatural events. Now the outpouring needs us to get involved and obviously there are some things that need to happen. Number one, we need to be born of the Spirit, which means we need to have given our lives to the Lord in order to enter this. Otherwise, we're going to be standing on the outside looking in. So I want to encourage those of you who are looking at the times and wondering what's going on and you're hearing about revival, I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. I want to encourage you to seek and to find the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Become a follower of Jesus. Become born of the Spirit of God. And we're going to give you an opportunity after this to do just that. Then secondly, we need to be filled with the Spirit, just not born of the Spirit, but filled with the Spirit, being continuously filled so that we can operate in the supernatural. We can only operate in the supernatural through the Spirit of God. There is nothing that we can do naturally to operate in the supernatural. And as we choose to be filled by the Spirit and are in submission to the Holy Spirit, He will do incredible supernatural things through us. And so we need to be filled with that power because as we do, we can exercise power and authority over demonic forces, over sickness, over disease. Miracles begin to happen and we are empowered by God to be able to serve in the purpose that he has for this season and for our lives. And then there are many outpourings of the Holy Spirit, and those are always supernatural outpourings. And that means revival, because when the outpouring comes, the rivers of life fill us, and we are revived. We are taken to a new level of life. And so with the different spiritual awakenings that have happened through Scripture and through the times, I want us to first of all have a look at what happened at Pentecost. And we know that was the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we're looking at Acts 2 now. Once the um, apostles, the disciples, and the people in the upper room, the 120, had been filled with the Holy Spirit, then amazing things happened. This was a new season that God was taking them into. It was the latter rain. And so what happened there? What happened after that? We know at the beginning they were in fear. They didn't know what to do, so they shut themselves in. uh, Jesus said to them, go and wait in Jerusalem until the Spirit comes. So they did, and they were praying, and then the Holy Spirit came. Now in Acts 2, it says, and they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles, to breaking of bread and prayers. And a sense of awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles. And all who believed were united and had everything in common. They sold their possessions, distributed the price among all according to as any had need. And day after day they regularly assembled in the temple with united Purpose and in their homes they broke bread. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts, constantly praising God and being in favor and in goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Now you can see from here that the season they moved into was absolutely supernatural. From the fact that they many signs and wonders were done, they were in awe of what was going on, they sold their possessions and divided amongst them. That has to be a supernatural thing for people to do that and then daily, people were being added to the church, they were breaking bread, and many, many people were being saved with amazing miracle signs and wonders there was an uproar that followed. The devil likes nice Christians. Why? Because they're harmless. He can, in a sense, control them. But radically revived Christians give him a big headache. When was the last time that people were upset about your Christianity, about the fact that you love the Lord so much? When did an uproar follow you because of your stand for the Lord? It's an interesting question that each one of us needs to ponder on every now and again, and we need to be reala- realize that we have been saved and delivered for more than our own blessing. When we take care of God's dreams, He takes care of ours, and God wants us to experience the supernatural, and He wants us to move forward. And to be ready and willing to flow in the supernatural. We need to look again at our thinking and our expecting. Are we just expecting to be blessed, or are you expecting a mighty demonstration of the power of God? Both of these are important, but we need to move into the season from one to the other. What are our visions? Are we so laden down with everyday life that we forget that there's so much more to take us out of the natural into the supernatural? Do you stop and realize that God, the very God of the universe, the one who created everything, lives inside of you. And his purpose is to make your life a demonstration of his love and his power. So often we get to a place where we're burdened by life. And we're just coming to church or we're just having our devotional times and getting through another week. And that reassures us that we're okay. But God wants to bring a fresh revival to his church and his people so that he can literally, like he did in the Acts of the Apostles, turn the world upside down. Now we call it the Acts of the Apostles, but actually it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. And now, as God is getting ready to pour out the former and the latter rain together, we are his vessels that he wants to pour the acts of the Holy Spirit through. We must not settle for church as usual, for Christian life as usual. We need to be vibrantly visible to the world because the season is beginning to change. We see what's happening in the world and we know that this world cannot survive like it is for too much longer. And so we need to be vibrantly visible because then the world can know and can see that God is real. We must not do this in an obnoxious way, just to prove that we're something that other people are not. Although people might see that our vibrant love for the Lord is obnoxious to them, that is not up to us. We need to be vibrant in our love for God, not going out there beating people on their heads and pointing fingers at them and telling them what, they, what they're doing wrong. That's not what God wants. He wants His life, His revival the Spirit of God to flow through us so much that it's His love and His power that is seen. We need to be walking with the conscious knowledge of who we carry and represent. Galatians 2 verse 20 tells us, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God. Therefore, we need to become aware of the fact that we are carrying Jesus in our bodies by the person of the Holy Spirit who is the giver of life. We need to rise up and command our bodies and our minds to be revived and refreshed and filled again and again with the Spirit of the Lord so we truly can be carriers of His anointing. We need to... Get ourselves, begin getting ourselves ready for this next season. I don't know about you, but I see it in the shops all the time. It's still middle winter, but the summer things are in, on the shelves, the swimming costumes are coming out, and we're still in big, thick jerseys. What are the shops doing? They're getting themselves ready for the new season. You're in the heat of summer, and there, jerseys are coming back into the shops again. Why? Because they're getting themselves ready for the new season. And God wants us to get ourselves ready for the new season. So He wants us to begin to hunger and thirst. He wants us to begin to take our minds away from the natural and begin to place them on the supernatural. We need to expect to see the supernatural becoming natural to us. Too often we are afraid of the supernatural. Too often we think it's out there for somebody else. And it's maybe a little bit different, a little bit scary. We're not too sure. We, not, we, we don't have confidence in ourselves. We're not too sure if God could use us or should use us. And so we kind of push the supernatural away. And say so it's for them, for those strong Christians, those who are mature Christians, for the pastors or the apostles or the evangelists or for the leaders and we stop thinking about ourselves as being supernatural but because the very spirit of God dwells in you you are a supernatural being you have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness you've been placed in the kingdom of light and life and the supernatural God dwells inside of you and me. So supernatural and spiritual things, we need to get ready for them to be natural for us. Because if we were living in heaven, and Jesus has already told us that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, Then the supernatural is the natural. And so for us as Christians, supernatural should be our new natural. We've been talking about what is the new normal. Well, as Christians, the new normal should be the supernatural. And we don't have to be afraid of it. We just have to be open. We just have to be ready. We just have to say, Lord, here I am. Holy Spirit, you live in me. You've got purposes. You've got desires for this new season and I want to be part of your end time revival. I want to be part of your solution that is coming to this earth. I want to be part of this new season. We must not let our minds play tricks on us and get us to stop being radical and settle down into a normal Christian life because quite honestly, there is no normal Christian life. The Christian life is a supernatural life. It is a revived life. It is one filled with power and the love that never fails. Christian life is not normal. So I believe that we need to seek the Lord for his revival in us so that when the former and the latter rain get poured out together, we are so ready and so used to living in the supernatural that we flow with that new season so easily. Just like when the winter arrives, if we've got the jersey, we can put it straight on. We don't have to go rushing around getting something. We've got it ready. So if we do the same and set ourselves, up for this new season and get ready for it when the former and the latter rain comes out when there is just the move of the Holy Spirit all over the place we will naturally move into it and see the supernatural moving through us let us breathe let us allow God to breathe afresh on us let him fill us with more and again and again be being filled with the Spirit of God, with Holy Spirit. Let us forgive our minds, our emotions, and our bodies. Let's get them together and say to them, Let's get excited about the word of God. Let's get excited about the new season that God is going to bring. Let us get excited about the former and the latter rain in the same month coming together. Let us become passionate today and tomorrow as we were first when we got born again. First love is always exciting. As husbands and wives know, sometimes we need to rekindle that. Otherwise, we become too familiar with our spouses. We say, have date nights and things like that. Well, it's the same with the Lord. We need to rekindle and refresh our first love so that we're excited about God and there is nothing else we can talk about. He has so much for us and he wants us to fully experience what he has for us. He wants us to walk as radical overcomers every day of our lives. I believe the time for fresh revival is now. So let's begin to hunger. Let's begin to see ourselves and let's begin to expect the supernatural. God bless you as you open your hearts and lives and move in to the new natural, which is a supernatural life in Christ by the Holy Spirit, for the glory of our Almighty God. Amen.